Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. Last week, Chronicle reporters Susie Nielsen and Joshua Sharp joined me to talk about how San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin has embraced diversion programs instead of incarceration. It's become a political sticking point for Boudin, who faces a recall election in just a matter of weeks. And it's not looking great for him. In the latest polls analyzed by the Chronicle's data team, more than half of San Francisco residents support the recall of the district attorney. Criticism of Boudin has spotlighted San Francisco's more than 20 diversion programs. They give people an alternative to traditional responses to crime, like jail time or fines. It's a less punitive option for people to make it right. That's actually the name of the program we're spotlighting in today's episode. Make It Right is a diversion program aimed at juvenile offenders. It's been around since 2013, and while it's effective at preventing people from recommitting crimes, enrollment numbers are low. Reporter Joshua Sharp is back on Fifth Emission to explain why. Later, while political pundits and San Francisco residents like to debate the performance of Boudin's progressive criminal justice policies— one father shares that one of those programs, Make It Right, changed his daughter's life. It's really not fun for us uh, when she started skipping class and then she started getting high with her friends on campus. We became very frustrated with the entire situation, but we're kind of unable to control it. And then it just escalated. John Rayhoy is a University of San Francisco professor who says his teen daughter's behavior escalated into a 2021 arrest that left her and their family at a crossroads. He joins me later to talk about how Make It Right set her back on the right path. But first, let's start with Chronicle criminal justice reporter Joshua Sharp. Joshua, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. So San Francisco's Make It Right program has been around since 2013. Tell me more about this program's goal. What was it created for? So Make It Right is a restorative justice program. And what that means is that the people who are accused of a crime work up to a, a meeting where they will face that person and they will apologize and they'll talk about why they caused the harm they did and what they're doing to avoid that in the future. And they hash out a plan to, quote unquote, make it right. It started out for kids 13 to 17, and it has been that way up until 2020 when D.A. Chesa Boudin took office. He upped the age from 13 to 17 to 13 to 24. The idea here is to bring in so-called transitional age youths. So it is uh, for people who are accused of felony crimes, such as burglary, assault, robbery, car theft, that sort of thing. And I should say it, it's important for there to be a person who felt harmed by this, it, it, not just like it ruined their day, like somebody who had some real feelings about what happened to them. Those are the type of people who work best in this program because you're asking the young person who caused the harm to actively help in the healing. And what happens if they successfully 
enroll in the program and complete it, what happens to their record? Uh, their record is non-existent. This is actually a pre-charge program, so they don't even get charged. If they enter the program, they're not charged. If they complete the program, they're not charged, and they go about their business. If they fail to complete the program, then they're just prosecuted like anybody else would be. And so how successful has this program been in reducing recidivism? It's been around for quite some time now. Yes, and there was a, there was a five-year-long study done that looked at cases where young people had been diverted to make it right and young people had been prosecuted as normal. What the California Policy Lab found was that make it right significantly reduces the chances of recidivism. In the first six months, those who went through make it right were 19% less likely to be arrested compared to those who were prosecuted traditionally. 43% of those who were prosecuted traditionally were rearrested in the first six months. And even after four years, the statistics are pretty striking. In that time, 27% of the program's participants were arrested again, compared to 75% of those who were prosecuted. Hmm. So clearly, something about this program is working, it's effective, but your story points out that enrollment for Make It Right has been quite low. What's happening there? There's a couple of things happening there. As I said, Make It Right was initially... Uh, for a very long time, was just for juveniles. And there has been a historic decline in arrests of uh, people who fall into that category in San Francisco. And there has been historic declines in arrests as well. In 2020, arrests in San Francisco hit a 10-year low. So there is basically an issue right now where the DA's office says they don't have enough people to divert into these programs. They would like Mm. to expand them, and they're working on ways to expand them, but they haven't been able to. Now, when it comes to youths who are 18 to 24, the arrest there, there's another problem with with them. Uh, The problem there is that the DA's office has 48 hours to decide whether or not to charge someone. And Make It Right is a pre-charge program. You're not charged if you go in to make it right unless you fail to complete it. So what this means is that in that 48 hours, they've got to figure out what they're going to do with the charges, figure out if they're going to charge, if the person is good for make it right, and also contact the person who was affected by the crime and see what they make of the idea of the person going in to make it right. So often uh, people who are 18 to 24 end up instead in young adult court where they are mm. charged. And it's, it's, it's a different program, um, but it's still a diversion program. So if I'm understanding it right, there's kind of compounding factors here for why enrollment is low. One, there's just a historic drop in arrests, but also there's something about the process that doesn't make it agile enough to offer it as an option to certain people that would qualify for it. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, there are a lot of requirements to, to get into this. You know, first of all, like I said, it needs, there needs to be a harmed party and there needs to be some, and that person needs to have some real feelings about it. And that person, you know, is asked to, to participate, you know, which may or may not happen. And, and if they choose not to participate, a, a community member stands in in their place. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the DA's office says that they would love to expand the program. So I'm interested in hearing about a real life example of someone who went through this. And for your story, you spoke with the father of a young woman who went through Make It Right. And he shared with you about that experience. Tell me what you learned. 
Yeah, so I spoke to John Rayhoy about his daughter's experience. What happened in her case is when she was 17, she was arrested in the midst of a fight in San Francisco. One of her friends was involved in a fight, and then she uh, armed herself with a pair of scissors. And before anything could happen, thankfully, the police arrived and uh, broke everything up. She then went to Juvenile Hall. She spent a week there, a very bad week there. And then the DA's office, because her case fit into the criteria, they thought, offered her the chance to go through Make It Right. Initially, she didn't want to. She was a little bit hesitant because, I mean, th- there's a lot to do in Make It Right. You know, she was going to have to get a job. She was going to have to move back in with her parents. Um, she was going to have to go back to school. She was going to have to really confront the issues that she had that were going into the re- into her behavior. She was going to really have to fight her demons. But the father pressed, and she agreed to go into it. And after a while, the father started to see a remarkable change. What were some of those changes? She came up with plans to to improve herself. She got at some of her, her problems that were causing her to, to act out. Her father told me she started recognizing toxic friendships and deciding to stay out of drama when it would come up. It was so, the change was so profound, he said. She started referring to herself as the old me versus the new me. Mm. It almost seemed like there was this line between the two, or there was a line between the two where she saw these things that I did in the past are not something that present me would do. Mm-hmm. Like she had come out on the other side of what she was going through. And to John, her father, this is absolutely amazing. And you don't think that once she gets arrested, that's going to be what fixes it. But he says here, because of this program and what it made her do and made her see, it did. So, Joshua, on the same day that we're recording this conversation together, San Francisco's Board of Supervisors are meeting to discuss the delayed closure of the city's juvenile hall facility, which was something that San Franciscans voted for three years ago. That's been a challenge. And at the same time, we're learning now that this Make It Right program, which seems to work, has low enrollment. Is this sort of reflecting how hard it is for San Francisco to commit to criminal justice reform as it wants to? Well, it it could be. I, I don't know who's to blame or if it's a, a soup of different people who, who are involved. But yes, it does seem that San Francisco right now especially is trying to figure out how do we want to handle people who are accused of crimes? Do we want to be punitive? Do we want to be tough? Do we want to look at the data and see what it says about diversion programs and treatment and these things? This program, what it does show is that the DA can only do so much uh, of what he wants to do. You know, he has leaned into diversion programs more than his predecessor did. Not that his predecessor didn't use them, he did. But he has leaned into them more. And this is something that his critics have seized on. But at the same time, this program where the DA's office gets to be the one to make the decision to divert somebody, it doesn't have to be a judge in this program. The DA's office gets to be the one to make the determination, but here we have these low enrollment numbers. Mm-hmm. And they say it's out of their control because of you know the number of arrests and the compatibility of the people who get arrested. Joshua, thank you so much for your reporting. I appreciate you talking to me. Thanks for having me. After a quick break, I'll chat with John Rayhoy. He's the father of the young woman Joshua mentioned who went through the Make It Right program. John Rayhoy was skeptical of the diversion program for his daughter until he saw how it changed her life. 
We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. I'm now joined by John Rayhoy, a software developer and University of San Francisco professor. He and his wife were struggling to manage their teenage daughter. For her privacy, John has requested for us to not identify her by name. His daughter was getting into a lot of trouble at school, skipping classes, getting high. All of her bad behavior spiraled into a 2021 arrest. That's when the family was introduced to the Make It Right program that Joshua Sharp described before the break. John is here to talk about how that diversion program, offered by District Attorney Chesa Boudin's office, made all the difference for his daughter. John, thanks for being here on Fifth Emission. Thanks for having me. John, tell me what it was like when you learned about your daughter's arrest in 2021. As a parent, what was your reaction? You know, surprisingly, there was a bit of relief. Uh, Obviously, there was tons of fear. But my daughter had been kind of off the rails for so many years, and we were not able to control it despite all attempts and all outside help. Um, There was a bit of relief because at this point, She was out of the house. I I was surprised to find myself relieved because I think because we knew where she was. We knew that she was relatively safe in custody. And and most importantly, we realized that she was going to have to face some consequences. And we had noticed that no amount of, of, of lecturing could take information from my head and put it in her head that she had to experience the, con- the consequences for herself, and then she could learn. And so this was her first real consequence. So at this point, your daughter is sort of at a crossroads. Her attorney feared that she'd be charged with the crime that could mean up to four years in prison, a $10,000 fine. What were you most worried about as her father? Well, yeah, I mean, being a parent with anxiety, uh, I'm kind of dealing with many layers of fears. So there's like a short-term fear and a long-term fear all, you know, overlapping in, in, in my brain. So the, the, the short-term fear is, I don't know how to navigate this. So do I need to hire a private attorney? Then that's going to cost a ton of money. I'm an engineer. I like to solve problems. And this was a problem I just had no idea how to solve. But I also know that having a record can impact your entire life. And so that's the long-term fear is, is her life kind of not ruined, but is it is it kind of blemished? Mm-hmm. And then what does her future look like when she hasn't finished high school and, and she, she's been in the system? And I know how hard it is once you've been in the system to get a fair shake. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you knew there was an alternative to facing prison, the Make It Right program. My daughter's attorney called me and said, there's this program, this pretrial diversion program called the Make It Right program. And here's the deal. Like you make it right and do some 
restitution and kind of get your life on back on track, then the charges can go away. That was how it was kind of pitched to me. And, and part of me was like, uh, this is amazing. And there was a tiny part of me, which was like, is this going to let her not feel the consequences? So I was, I was a little bit worried at the time. I was just like, I don't know what to think about this, but it was, it wasn't my call. My daughter's attorney had to convince her to take the deal. And initially she wasn't inclined to talk to anybody or do anything that anybody asked her to do. It was complete defiance. It was obviously an amazing offer, a generous offer, an incredible offer, uh, like a once in a lifetime offer to make it right, which I think is a great name uh, that they chose. So yeah, we, we were, we were 100% aligned. She took some convincing. Yeah. Reporter Joshua Sharp shared a bit about what your daughter had to commit to by going through this program, Make It Right. Tell me more about that process. She had to move home. She had to re-enroll in school and finish school or make huge progress to finishing school. She had to come up with goals for her life. One of her goals was getting a driver's license, which she had been half attempting for a long time. And then she had to meet weekly with her counselor at the Make It Right program. The whole program culminates in a meeting with the perpetrators and the victims. This is the Make It Right step where the kids really who, who committed the crime own what they did, they apologize, and they explain how they've tried to make it right with themselves and with the people around them. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the sorts of changes that you noticed in your daughter as she was moving through the program, going through it week by week. Yeah. In the beginning, she was very resistant. She didn't want to do anything. Anybody told her. And then over time, that was the first thing I noticed, that she started handling it on her own. It was a pretty linear impressive change once she started to go through this regular talking about her future and her goals and her mistakes. She got her driver's license um, a few months into the program, which was huge for her. And, and and it was a gargantuan effort because she lacked self-confidence and for her to pass that test was the huge moment in her life. Super proud of her at that, at that moment. And then she, at the, around the same time, re-enrolled in school, got into um, a school here in Danville, and started working towards graduating. It was an, an ungodly amount of work because she hadn't been in school for a couple of years mm -hmm. at that point, or hadn't been doing stuff in school. And she's on track to graduate in two weeks. What's next for your daughter now? She is considering colleges now and and vocational training of all different types. We've gone from in a year, we don't know if our daughter has a future, and even she didn't know if she had a future, um, to now, like, everything is on the table, which is an, it's an incredible change that I almost had nothing to do with. And this is the hard thing as a parent to realize that... Um, 
I can't control my daughter's behavior. In fact, I had to learn this the hard way during this process. The more I tried to control her behavior, the kind of less I was helping. And only when this uninterested third party, the Make It Right program, came in and she was able to engage with them without the all the stigma and like baggage of parent-child relationships, she was able to kind of handle all that stuff outside but and held to a cadence held to a curriculum it it was completely transformative and i i'm not ashamed to admit i could not have done it by myself right earlier you described the make it right program as a generous offer and that offer came from the district attorney's office. And as you know, District Attorney Chesa Boudin is facing a recall. And many of his critics blame his reliance on diversion programs like the one your daughter went through for what's perceived as rampant crimes throughout the city. What are your thoughts on that? I, I'm not a believer in the carceral state. I think we lock way too many people up for way too many things. I, I think that people are trying to make political points by putting it all in the same bucket. But I do believe that for people, people who can be rehabilitated, for lack of a better word, people who can, who can be put back on the right path, why put them in a facility that is not designed to educate, reform, or help? It is simply punishment. I believe this kind of program should be expanded to nearly everyone who qualifies, nearly everyone who is not a danger to themselves or others should be able to make it right and, and learn the impact of their actions or even better, feel the consequences and feel the pain that they caused you know, just to be forced to look their own behavior in the eye, which prison and jail don't do. I, I really believe that we should be tripling down on this program. John, thank you so much for being open with me and sharing your daughter's story. Cecilia, thanks again for having me. John Rehoy is a software developer and a professor at the University of San Francisco. The story about his daughter and the Make It Right program was reported by Chronicle criminal justice reporter Joshua Sharp. You can find it online at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thanks to both John and Joshua for being on the show, to King Kaufman for the edits, and to you for listening. <laughs> 